Our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts Alvin and Edmund will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin. And Edmund. What's up, everybody out there? All right, y'all here on the Old Fashioned Health Show where we talk about healthy... Why you, why you mess with my mic, man? Is that your mic or mine? Yeah, that's my... He'll okay, just mess with my okay. stuff, y'all. I was, tr- I was trying to turn the volume uh, up. Nah, t- is that good? That's, that's good. That's okay. good. Okay. All right. All right. Mic check. Mic yeah, check. We good. Okay. We All good. Right. See, see what I have to do with y'all? I was y'all? trying to turn my and volume up. Get a little Thursday. V, get a little V. It must be that juice you bought in here today. It is. It's that, and it's it's the good energy flowing. You yes, know sir. Yes, sir. took a little drive here. The sun is out. It's a beautiful day today. It is. However, the coronavirus year wall is still on the rise. People are not wearing their masks. They're not social distancing like they're supposed to. And mind you, all you have to do is wear your mask when you're in a closed-in space. Or, you know, where there's a lot, there's a, you shouldn't be in crowds like bars and and things like that, that that's causes the spread of the virus. At one point, we was doing pretty good, and then we started opening the floodgates to let people get back out. And then it just got, got out of hand. You know, you, you got to wear your mask, y'all. You have to. If we wear our mask, we can soon, soon get this thing under control and then get back to some sense of normalcy, you know. But yeah. people don't like to, people don't want to wear their masks. It's taking their rights away from them. I think it's, it's adding another element of fashion myself, but that's, you just, would that's that. just my take on it. Well, guys, a new hat today, huh? No, this is this is a one that I've been rocking. I'm just rocking mm. it in a different way. Mm, okay, <laughs> crazy. I'm not messing with you today, man. How's it going? How's everything going in your world? Really good. Uh, you know what I'm working on? We're trying to get that place done. Yeah, we got a new home, an additional home uh, coming up that we're gonna be in. Also, we're gonna kind of be all over the place, man. You know that? Yeah, I'm super excited about I am that, too. man. Like, it's literally. nice. Yeah. Whew, that yeah, is we got gonna a nice be awesome. studio. It's really nice. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. So yeah, Old Fashioned Health uh, has its uh, its OFH Studios. A uh, shout out to o- OFH Studios. Uh, we're gonna be doing a lot of great things over there. A lot of podcasts, a lot of videos, news, music, all that kind of good stuff. You know, see, listen, I, listen, I DJ over there. He's trying to mix some. What, what is that DJ? What's that playing? I don't know. I don't know what that was playing. That's that's uh. Maybe that was the Lord sending a praise. Oh, okay. We'll go with that. We'll take that. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you listen, y'all, we got a great show today. Dr. Alexander, Dr. Hines, Dr. Ull will be calling in today. We're going to be talking about several great, great topics. Um, uh, Dr. Alexander is going to be talking about COVID and men. That's, if you see the flyer, you see it's a little bit more than that, but he's going to be talking about the effects of COVID-19 and men. Okay, all right. And uh, Dr. Hines is uh, talking about uh, having a, uh, a, an uh, avid. And when you go to the hospital and you need a person to be your advocate to make sure you are right and speak up for you and stuff like that, I think that's what she's talking about. Uh, and then Dr. Sewell is talking about mental health. Good stuff. Good so stuff. yeah, All but right. if, excited but if, here. Yeah, so we got a great show today, and then Hitman and I have our little music battle. He's been writing for like thirty minutes now. How long will it take you to get your music together? Yo, man? my thing is, I have to feel the vibe of the music that I want to give listeners. Okay, See, like I say, you know, I don't know if I want to 
give him like something super energetic. Why don't you just mellow. Make sure, why don't you just tell me you're trying to make sure that I don't have a better no, that's, that's, music no, 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 no. I, I think that's what it is. No, I, I, honestly, that is not what it is. It's just whatever vibe I feel like I want to give the people, especially on this on this uh, day, because we won't be in tomorrow. Nope. So we got to give them everything we got today. We won't be. We start won't the be weekend. Uh, it's the Fourth of July weekend. Well, we already had our Fourth of July, Juneteenth, right, fellas? So yeah, we're gonna. Uh, <laughs> we won't be here for the for the Fourth of July, uh, for Friday. So. Uh, we're going to have a great show today to make sure you guys have a uh, look at our engineer on it. You gave him some of that juice too, then. I did. I did. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Dr. Dr. Um, Dr. Hines is talking about she has 10 tips for patients' ag- advocacy. Now, she has a radio show that comes on at 11 o'clock on Thursday, 11 o'clock a.m. here on 1100 a.m. on the real 1100. She had a really good show today. I was listening to it. It was really good. Okay. And and then I was I watching because it was it live stream, like they live stream all sometimes. Okay. It was live stream. She was just really feeling it. She was just like, yeah, you know, I was like, she act like a natural, you know. Hey. But she went right on. Look, she had a whole hour and she used every minute. So, Doc, when you call here, you, you stay in the little frame. But <laughs> 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 well, anyway, y'all, we're going to have a great show. Uh, so we're going to kick the show off like we normally do with the Black National Anthem. And uh, we'll be right back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. On The Real 1100.
This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Call me and let's talk about your health. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. You can also call in at 404-603-8770 with your medical questions. Rejuvenation for youthfulness and beauty is trending worldwide. People are getting laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, skin brightening, tightening, lifting, and reshaping. SmartPlex ATL, a comprehensive medical spa, located in East Cobb, 4799 Old Town Parkway. You can also visit us online at smartplexatl.com. Dr. Alexander and his team enjoy pampering you while you receive customized treatments in a beautiful, calming, zen-like atmosphere. SmartPlex ATL, we are your Hollywood destination for exciting, youthful rejuvenation. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. This is Alvin. And Edmund. All right, y'all. We have a great show today. We have Dr. Alexander has called in. Doc, you here? I am here in the house. How you doing, man? What's up, Doc? Hey, gentlemen, gentlemen. I am doing well. How you guys doing over there? Doing well. Really good, Doc. Well. No complaints. You know, it's a great holiday weekend coming up, and... Um, you know, I'm hoping that you guys aren't going to run down to Florida like some of the people I'm hearing about. But, you know, obviously they're not listening to the news because Florida is a real hot spot right now. I heard, but they're shutting the beach down, though, right? So if you run down there. Are oh, they shutting know, the beach down? From, from my yeah. understanding, they're shutting the beaches down. So yeah. what are they going to do while they're down there? Uh, they, well, they think they're going to go to the bars, and the bars are being shut down, too. So I, I don't know. Wow. Mm. Maybe they'll go to the pool. They'll go, the pools aren't going to be shut down, so I guess they're going to go to the pool. Wow. People just yeah. looking as serious how they die. No, no, no. And see, you know, that, that, that brings up something, you know, a, a good question here. And the question for the day is, you know, is COVID sexist and is COVID racist? Does it have like a mind of its own? Ooh. Wow. Speak on it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's okay. listen. But, but before we do that. We got to play our game. We got to play our game. Okay. <laughs> so, right. so are we going to use it or are we going to move it or lose it? Okay. Okay. So the, uh, the fruit for the day or the food for the day is... Apple, A P P L E, Apple. <laughs> that's, do, that, doc, that's gonna be a hard one. I'm gonna just be real with you because on one hand, I want to say definitely use it, but on the other hand, I'm like, well, no, I'm gonna say keep it. I mean, GMO, if it, it might be organic, as long as it's organic, I'm saying keep it. Okay, uh, and, and you know what, organic is, is probably the answer, uh, and that was a real trick answer, okay. and Edmund. Um, you know, I'm kind of with you on some of it, and, you know, in, in one respect. Something is coming down the pike with apples. It's not quite here yet, but it's been genetically modified, but they haven't cultivated it yet. And it's only approved in the Canada and the United States. So it's coming. Now, there is another problem with apples, and that is 
though they are not the most toxic fruit in America, uh, they're in the top, I think, in the top five um, because of, of what they're using to, um, to keep the, um, the, the worms and the, and the bugs off of the doggone apples. They're spraying a lot of insecticide, mm-hmm. and so they are coming up pretty toxic. Of course, we, we remember that strawberries are the number one most toxic um, fruit in America, yes. and so you never eat any strawberries that are not organic, please, people. You know, make them grow them organically. Mm. But, yeah, apples uh, are, are, are right up there, too. And, you know, we love them. You know, it's supposed to be an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Mm-hmm. But uh, an apple a day might get you in the hospital. So uh, if it's not organic, if it's not organic. But I, I get my apples on a regular basis, but I try to get organic and hope they're telling me the truth. Yep, me too. So. I hope they're telling me the truth. I do the same thing. I'll go in, I'll go in the country somewhere back in Mississippi where I know some apple trees. You pick them off somebody's tree? Mm-hmm. There you go. That's, see, that's yeah. smart. That, that's, that's smart there. You hear that shotgun go off? Yeah. <laughs> See. Well, you know, let's get back to our topic today. You know, we're trying to figure out whether or not COVID has a a mind of its own, and whether it's sexist and racist. Mm. And the reason I bring this up is because uh, if we look across the world, men have a higher risk of severe illness and death uh, from COVID than women do. And and it's just a fact. It's across the board. If we look at Italy, eighty-two percent of the men between February and March were in the ICU. It was men. Okay, eighty-two percent of the people that was there were men. Uh, in New York City, sixty-two percent in the ICU were men. Okay, mm. England and North Ireland, seventy percent were in the ICU were men. China, France, Italy, and South Korea. When we start looking at the deaths, men were fifty percent more likely to die than women. Mm. I wonder yeah. why it is, though, Doc. Uh, you know what? This, that, that, that's a good question. Um, why don't we hold that, and then you keep that. If we have enough time, let's get into some real deep things that may be some other reasons, okay? okay. But, but that takes care of the sexist part. But what about the racist part? Well, black men are three and a half times more likely uh, to get severe illness from uh, COVID than white men. Wow. Right. So it, so not only being a man, but being a black man, <laughs> you really got, you know, some issues. Can't catch a break. Why do you think that is, Doc? Just out of curiosity. Um, well, let's let's get into it a little bit more. Let's 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 keep going. All right. Um, you know, one of the, the things that we, we have said is, is that maybe women might be stronger than men. OK. Mm-hmm. And there's some evidence that says that maybe that's true. OK. But. Uh, and the reason I say this is because men overall, okay, and even black men, die at a younger age than women. We agree? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. but we have an increased risk, now you might not know this, of life-threatening illnesses and ailments than women do. Wow. We also have more heart disease. I think people kind of know that. Mm-hmm. And we develop more cancer than women. So when you ask what might be some of those reasons, well, it could be that a lot of men um, still smoke. All right. Now, that trend is changing, I think, with a lot of the younger people. But then I'm seeing a lot of younger people smoking, what, cigars? Mm-hmm. You know, smoking smoke, right? Yeah. Uh, we tend to drink more. Uh, now, I think women are, are out there drinking with us, but we tend to drink a few more drinks than the women do. Right. Okay. And something that's real funny, because uh, when I was dating way back in the day, I, I, I took a trip down to uh, Mobile, Alabama, to a little town called Pritchett. And um, 
I thought it was so great that the women were just waiting on me when I went in there. I was I was courting the woman that became my wife, and I'm in this little house, and all this food was in there, and I, I want to go, and I, I had made a mistake of doing something I do in my own house. I looked in the pots, okay. and, and and next thing I knew, there was a little whispering going on. <laughs> I was ushered out of the, 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 the kitchen, and so then they sat me down, and they started catering to me, and they would feed me. You know, they bring me my food and everything. And what I found out later was the grandma did not think that men had enough good hygiene, that they were always grabbing themselves and digging in their crotch, and that we were inherently nasty. <laughs> so, okay. so I say that because one of the things that had come up as to why men may be having more problems with COVID is, and I actually witnessed this, um, that we may not be doing as much hand washing as we should. So I was in a plasma center, and I went to the restroom. Okay, we're in a plasma center. This is, I, I do some work over there. I'm a medical director. Right. And I went, and I washed my hands at the sink, and the brother, he was using the, um, the restroom. And then when I went out, he came right behind me. And washed his hands tonight. He, he didn't wash his hands. So, you know, so washing your hands, people, uh, is, is one of the things we're saying will help us to avoid spreading COVID and maybe spreading it to ourselves as well as others. You know, so then when he goes out, he touches the handle on the door, and then we touch that same handle, and if he's got COVID, mm -hmm. we all got it now because, you know, he refuses to wash his hands. Um, we also typically seek health care later than, than a lot of other, you know, nationalities. You know, for whatever reason, we have this, this stigma, you know, that the health care system is not working for us, just like we feel like the police system is not working for us. Mm -hmm. so, so we tend to seek health care later, and, and therefore we get worse outcomes. Um, so, you know, one of the other things that I think is, is a real dilemma right now is this whole thing about wearing masks, right? Mm -hmm. So. I was very happy to see Dick Cheney come out and say that real men wear masks, you know, and <laughs> yeah, he I said that. that in response to the president not wearing a mask. Yeah, I didn't hear that, but that's I a good one. I like that. Okay. Yeah, so Dick Cheney came out and said that, you know, our, our previous vice president, and, uh, you know, he's a staunch Republican, mm -hmm. and for him to come out and say real men wear masks, I, I, I appreciated that. But, but for black men, it's a dilemma. You know, there was a brother who was a attorney and a senator. He's 35 years old up in uh, Chicago, Illinois. He went into a, um, a hardware store, and he had his mask on. And all these people are going out. He's the only uh, black person in the store. And, of course, he got profiled um, when he was walking out the store with some flowers in his cart. Wow. Okay. He got profiled because he looked suspicious. Now, this guy was a senator. He is a senator in Illinois. He's also an attorney in Illinois. And they stopped him, and all he had in his basket was some flowers. Wow. Okay, right. So, you know, because he was wearing a mask. Another brother, um, he was uh, arrested down in Florida. He's a, this is a doctor. His name is Armand Henderson. The other guy's name was Ram Buckner, so I don't want people thinking I'm I'm giving fictitious stuff. This is Ram Buckner. You can go look him up in Chicago. Armin, Armin Henderson mm -hmm. in, uh, in Florida, and he's loading his truck with supplies for the homeless people. And he had a mask on. The police came, and he was er arrested until he proved that he was a physician. Is that the one where his wife came out? Yes. Mm -hmm, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, you know, with all this thing in the news, you get some people say, well, you know, I'm not going to wear a mask. And what happens? 
seven police officers were called in Philadelphia to on a brother because he was on the bus without a mask. Seven seven officers were called to remove him from the bus because he didn't have a mask on. So, you know, so, so we're telling people to wear masks, and, and we don't know if we're safe or not safe, if we, whether we should or we shouldn't. Sure. You know, it's a dilemma. And, and in the meantime, you know, we have this high death rate. So, you know, we're trying to figure out now, you know, what the assumptions that people are making. And so, you know, because black people are, are getting so much, and black men are getting um, are dying and becoming ill with this thing, people are making these assumptions now that maybe, you know, black people and black males are just fragile. We just fragile, you know. Now, do we believe that? No. 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 Okay. Uh, maybe it's because you know we just don't have our morality in order. We're not going to wear the mask. We're not going to wash our hands. We're going to be irresponsible. Is that the case for most of us? The answer is no. no. You know, is it that you know we're we're all of us are on the front line? That is not true. It's been perpetuated, but all of us are not on the front line dealing with the public. And a lot of those people have it not on the front line dealing with the public. So that can't be true. They're saying that we're, we're, we're in this crowded transportation, uh, and that makes a difference. But we have other countries where they have crowded transportation and not having this issue. Yep. Okay? So that can't be it. You know? And, and if we start looking at black and white, just in general, in Belgium, one out of six people died. Okay? Now, Belgium is uh, at one time... Um, well, it is, it is um, they have a lot of African-Americans there, okay, in Belgium. Rwanda, on the other hand, was a Belgian colony, and they only had 339 cases, and they had no one in the ICU. That is, Rwanda is all black, and it was under Belgian rule. So it, it, it's, it's not that we're black because the black people from Belgium didn't get anything, but the white people from Belgium did get sick, and one out of six died. One out of six died. Wow. So that can't be it. There's got to be some other answers. So, you know, we started looking and said, well, okay, let's, let's look at what black people have first. All right. We have a lot more chronic pain, diabetes, depression, uh, heart disease than anybody else. Okay. So definitely that chronic disease thing kind of filters in. But when we start talking about the immune system and we start talking about the medical system, there are some institutional barriers that we have to deal with that we can't quite get over, all right? Some of it is a lot of the, the people in inner cities are in food deserts. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not getting the fruits and vegetables and those kinds of things that would make your immune system strong. Right. So there's a bias when people start talking about, well, we're just weaker. No, we have less access to the things that are going to keep us healthy. You know, we also live in a lot of areas where there's not clean air and water. You know, you look at, like, uh, Flint, Michigan, where they had all that um, lead, uh, in lead in the water. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, that's going to decrease your immunity. We know that lead in the system not only causes some neurological problems, but it also weakens your, your immune system. Right. Uh, right. You know, we're more likely in the inner city to grow up in a poverty area. You know, we have more occupational hazards. So though we may not be on the front line at Walmart, okay, because if you go into the right areas, you're going to see as many white people working the cashiers at Walmart than you will black people. It just depends on which Walmart you're in, mm -hmm. okay? Um, but we do have more occupational hazards because we're taking more of those dangerous jobs. Right. You know, uh, doc, you know doc, I was, um, well, I know we're talking about the, the fellas, but uh, to bounce off of that, I was looking at this uh, doctor talking about melanin in the body, and I remember you talking. To, you talk about it quite often. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people really pay much attention to it as they should, but mm -hmm. the the 
black female has way more melanin in her body, according to this research that he was talking about. And they, there's, they're a lot, that's why they're much smarter and so forth and so on, according to what the benefit of having melanin in. Black men, of course, we have more melanin than the white our counterparts, but not as much as the black woman. So then I'm wondering, does that have anything to do with us probably being more uh, susceptible to, to catching coronavirus than, than maybe women? It's a, it's a tough argument because, you know, um, melanin in and of itself is it's tough because melanin can actually block some of the rays of the sun and if you're not out there at the right amount of time you're not going to make enough vitamin d and if you don't have enough vitamin d which is probably one of the things that we need to be looking at again mm-hmm. with african-americans is making sure that vitamin d level is there then you're going to have a a a hole in your immune system where you can't really fight bacteria mm-hmm. uh, but one of the other things that we have is when you start talking about depression you know black men um take on a lot more the the uh, I guess we don't deal with the stress as well. Women kind of let it out and they, they kind of get rid of it, and, and black men kind of internalize it. And so one of the things we looked at is when you have stress, that your cortisol levels are elevated. And when you have a mild elevation of cortisol, it's a good thing because what it does is it acts as an anti-inflammatory and kind of brings down the inflammation within the system. But when you are under stress constantly with chronic pain, with diabetes, depression, your job, your, your family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, walking outside when you're trying to you know, go somewhere and you're going to be profiled and stopped by somebody and you wonder whether or not you're going to be shot in your car mm-hmm. when you're driving, uh, you, should I wear a mask, should I not wear a mask? All of these things, these stressors, cause cortisol to be released. And when it's released on a chronic basis, it actually decreases your immunity. Mm. Decreases your immunity. Now, the other thing, and I know we've, we're getting close here, Edmund um, you know, asked another question, like why we think that is. They are starting to look at testosterone. I think that they're headed in the right direction, but I think the conclusions are not quite correct. Um, they're saying that because what they did was they looked at male pattern baldness. And uh, I think it may be more about converting testosterone to DHT. Now, what is DHT? I, you know, I hate, you know, everybody says, please, doc, don't use these words. But we have to talk a little bit of medicine here. DHT is that thing that makes your hair fall out when you have too much testosterone. It happens in women and men when you, when you start getting this male pattern baldness. And all of a sudden, women start losing their hair. Some of it's from stress. Okay, and then some of it may be that you're converting your testosterone to DHT. And they, they looked at um, all these men that had DHT in some of these countries, and what they've been finding is that a, a majority of those people that have this male pattern baldness are also the ones that had the illness and the, and the death. So that there may be something going on with the receptors in the prostate area that they found this, this receptor that may allow COVID to attach much more readily. The problem is they haven't found that same receptor in the lungs. So though they're excited about it and they found this receptor and COVID kind of likes it, they still can't explain why it loves the lungs and why it's attacking all these other places in the body. Mm. So the bottom line is, you know, when the holiday coming up, yo, please, everybody, practice safety. Use your common sense. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask, social distance. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Doc. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, <clears throat> listen, you have a safe uh, weekend. Yes, indeed. 
And uh, we look forward to hearing from you next week. All right. As usual, love you, brothers. Stay right, safe. You too, man. Be and, safe. Uh, be blessed. Appreciate the message that you guys are getting out there. Thanks, right, Doc. Thanks, Doc. All right, y'all. That was that was really good. That was Dr. Alexander. Uh, did you learn something from that one? I, I did. And um, he actually tackled what my question was for him because I was going to ask him, um, okay. does he think that it has something largely to do with the fact that we as black men really don't a lot of times have the luxury of having any type of stress reliever or outlet. Like you said, you have to carry so much weight of uh, responsibility, family, right. job, career, and then on top of everything else that's taking place, you know, holding that in a lot of times, people aren't able to really speak on that. So, okay. Doc, if you're still listening, I hope that this is something we can continue on next week. All right, we'll be right back. This is Alvin and Edmund on The Real 1100. Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Call me and let's talk about your health. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. You can also call in at 404-603-8770 with your medical questions. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Old Fashioned Health Show. This is Alvin. And Edmund. All right. I believe we have Dr. Hines on the line. Doc. Hello, hello, hello. hello hey, Dr. Edmund. Hines. Hey, Alvin. How are y'all doing this week? Doing, doing great. Well. Why you, you sound like a radio personality, vitamin C lady? Do I now? Well, I hope that that is who I really am on my way to becoming. That was so much fun this morning. You did an amazing job. Doc has a show that comes on Thursday morning at 11 o'clock. Thank you. Doc, you did a really, really good job. So I did get a chance to listen. I had to listen uh, later in uh and the vitamin C tip that she left, I, I like that. She has a little thing she does with vitamin C that stands for Carissa. She's trying to be all that. You know, That's dope. I like, yeah. I like that. She's trying to add flavor to us. Like, really? Your first day later, you're going to do all this already? <laughs> you better. You, you better. You got to go. You got to, you got to put it off the gate how you're going to be. Exactly. You, know, you can't just, uh, you got to show up and show out. You know? That's a, what you got to do. Exactly. You did a really good job, Doc. I'm so proud Thank of you. You did a really so good job. Much. It was so much fun. I was a little bit worried because, you know, when I first got started, I was like, oh, I'm going to run out of things to say before I run out of time. I was like, oh, my goodness. But then, it, you know, <laughs> things worked out, and I forgot to take my second commercial break. I was like, okay, we're going to get it together for next week. You did good. We're and I, get it. I'm glad I saw I didn't want to call in. I was like, well, this is the first show. I don't want to get a nervous the first time. But the next you time. Called in. Oh, I'm going to call in next Thursday. I'm just trying to give you a chance to, you know, leave room for the rest of the folks. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> But that. you did good. And I, and I think you're going to take up where you left off at. About the, is what your show was about today, right? Yeah, so I'm just going to kind of give a, a quick recap okay. um, of the things that make us an effective patient mm -hmm. or that can make our listeners effective patients. Okay. Um, you know, because of course, um, a lot of times how we enter into the healthcare system, we don't really voluntarily enter in, particularly if you've had an emergency, you've been hospitalized, and then, you know, the doctor's telling you to follow up with another doctor, right? Mm hmm. Um, so, you know, and I think even for those of us who just call the doctor and say, you know, hey, I just want to come in and be checked out or I'm having this problem or that problem, I don't think that we really know how to be a patient mm -hmm. because there, there is a way to do it where you can be highly effective and get the most out of your experience in the doctor's office. 
Okay. So just a few tips. So the first thing is going to be, um, you know, the difference between listening and hearing, mm -hmm. right? Because I can hear you and it's in one ear and out the other. But when I'm actively listening, I'm incorporating what you're saying. I'm processing what you're saying. And then I am in turn either internalizing that information or I'm developing a question that I want to follow up with you on, right? Right. So you want to be more than, you want to be an active listener. So you want to ask questions of your doctor and don't be intimidated about doing that. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about empowering ourselves um, at the doctor's office and that a lot of people are intimidated to ask the doctor questions, right? right? And that, yeah. that happens quite a bit. Um, and when we do that, we miss an opportunity to educate ourselves and to really, really understand what it is that's going on with ourselves and with our health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you ask questions. And you also want to bring a little notebook with you and take notes. Because okay. like everybody, you'll say something to me and I may walk away from you and completely forget what you said. But when it comes to my health, you know, you want to make sure that you that you have that because you're going to need that information once you get home and next week and until the next time you see your doctor, right? Right, right. So you right. want to make sure that you, you take notes and then based upon those notes, you can decide what questions that you need to answer if it's something that you really don't understand. And don't be intimidated to ask if there's something that you don't understand because sometimes we doctor speak. We don't mean to do it, but sometimes we do. And, you know, we just kind of take for granted that you understand what we're saying. See. So you, you want to make sure that, you know, we are communicating with you in a way that you understand. Right. And, right. And see, Doc, I like the way I'm mean, breaking on, on, on your no, own thing. Come on. But I, I like the. I think it has a lot to do with how comfortable you feel with the doctor once you meet the doctor and talk to the doctor, how much you're going to communicate sure. and talk. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think if they talk meeting you and talking to you, you're delivering your approach to a, to a patient. It's probably a lot easier to communicate with. Now, my my personal physician, he been my personal physician for so long till we just jet, chat, just chat and you just chat and it's very time. natural. It's very right. natural, yeah. And then he got to the point he asked me tips and ideas on how to eat healthy. I'm like, I'm gonna start charging you, you know. So, <laughs> but I think it's all in how comfortable you are with the paint with the uh, with the doctor. Because some energy. doctors, sure. I, I was like, mm -mm, I don't want to talk to you. I just want to get out of here. I don't feel good. I'm ready to go. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, the next tip is to um, not leave out what you're concerned about. Mm. You know, so don't give me all of the extraneous details and leave leave the meat out. You know, so it's like if you have a dinner plate, you got steak, you got potatoes, you got your side vegetable. Don't spend a whole lot of time on those green beans when the steak is really what you want one to talk about. <laughs> I like that. Right? Yeah, right. So, you know, tell me about the steak first. You know, first things first. So whatever is the major thing or the main thing that you are concerned about, that's what you want to lead with. So that way I know exactly what path to be on in terms of how to go about diagnosing what is wrong with you and subsequently how to treat what is wrong with you. Mm. Um, so, you know, like I said earlier, you know, if you lead off talking about what's going on with your big toe, but then you want to finish it up with, oh, and by the way, I've had chest pain. Whoa. <laughs> you know. The chest pain has to be the more important thing. <laughs> right. That has to be the thing that you mentioned first. Right. But a lot of people get flustered and, you know, and they they want to cover everything because they want to feel better all over. And sometimes it's hard to really laser focus in on 
what the main issue is because some people are just like, you know, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. And I just feel sick all over. And they can't really articulate what that main thing is. Right. And, you know, Doc, so the other thing, because I, I definitely, we got some more time, but I, but there was one you said today that was so good, and I know you're going to probably get to it, but I want to say it before in case we don't get to it, to give you yeah. some more time to elaborate on it. And one of the things Doc said today in our show was, don't come in there telling me what's, telling me what's wrong, like you didn't self-diagnose yourself, <laughs> and then come in and tell her, listen, this is what's going on inside me a prescription. Talk a little bit more about that, Doc. Does it happen to you a lot? We do that all the time. Um, because we have access to so much information now. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, medical knowledge was, was held, I won't say held hostage, but for lack of a better way of putting it, <laughs> by the medical community. Right. Right? Right. Um, because if you didn't go to medical school, you didn't have access to textbooks and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, or nursing school or, you know, something like that. But now information is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can go on to WebMD or Google and scare yourself to death. Yes, Lord, <laughs> WebMD will take you on the body. I haven't been that what, have, what have you thinking that you're dying yep. and you really aren't, you know? Um, but some people become so fixated on their research mm -hmm. that they are adamant that this is what is wrong with me. And they come in and they tell you, this is what is wrong with me. And there's no room for any other possibility of anything else. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, you really, really limit yourself when you get stuck in the mud that way where, you know, this is what's wrong. This is what I need to do. You know, this is what I need. And <laughs> here we go. And so you kind of ask yourself, I always ask myself, well, if you've got all of this figured out, why, you why, why am you I a part of this? What, what, <laughs> what is my role here? You know, and I say that, you know, kind of tongue in cheek because I'm, I'm halfway kidding. Mm. But, you know, again, you do, you do have to allow yourself for being open-minded um, because maybe your research isn't quite right who knows you know because I don't I don't know where people get their information from you know sometimes it's from reputable online sources sometimes it's not uh, you know sometimes it's from your neighbor's cousin's uncle's nephew you know who who is in school to do whatever you know, might be in veterinary school or something like that, and they're giving out <laughs> medical advice. And, you know, here you are stuck on that. So, you know, you always have to have an open mind. You know, people tell me all the time, I know my body. And I'm not saying that you don't, because I'm not inside your body, so I don't know really what's going on unless you tell me, right? Right, right. But there has to be a, a, a middle ground between I know my body, you know, your expertise in knowing your body, and my expertise in knowing medicine in general. Because for your experience of high blood pressure, for example, I've seen thousands of cases to your one. And so you know. Right? So, you know, and I, don't, and I don't approach that with an arrogance. It is just that, you know, I've seen it so many times, but I still want to make sure that I'm tuned in to what's going on with you in particular. So when you're telling me about your experience with this, I'm going to merge that with what I know of the disease process with what you have told me about what's going on with you, and hopefully we can come to some common ground as to how we go forward to get you better. Mm, that's, that's what we want. You know, so I want, and most, most, I would say most of my colleagues, want to have that kind of collaborative relationship with our patients. 
Right. We don't want to just come in and just tell you what to do. And I don't want my, my patients walking away saying, well, you know, I don't really know why I'm doing X, Y, Z. The doctor just told me. See. It is best when you have an understanding of what's going on I with agree. you. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can actively participate. You can advocate for yourself. You can communicate what's going on with you. You know? And you have a reason why you're actually doing And you have that. a reason why. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, I meet a lot of people that are on medication. They don't know why they take the medication. They don't know mm. what the medication is. They're saying, my doctor gave me this prescription. I took it to the pharmacy. They gave me the pills. I take the pills every day because that's what they told me to do. Yeah. Without asking questions. And you don't, know, you don't know why you're taking the medicine. So when you go to an emergency room to meet a doctor who doesn't know you, who's never seen you before, you can't really help yourself. Right. You just, right? You just you're right. You just. Because you don't know. Right. Exactly. So, but let me ask you this, Doc. Doc, too, yep. before, before you go, um, there's another one that I, I heard you that I heard you uh, was talking about too, about time. And you know, a lot of times people think that when you go to the doctor, uh, they rush you in and rush you out. And you mentioned something about uh, there is a time, I guess, mentally in your mind about when a patient comes in. Sure. So you know, when you're dealing with an outpatient basis, you know, doctors' offices run on schedules. And very rarely do they run on time, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. And, and it isn't that, you know, your physician doesn't value you and doesn't value your time, but there's just so many other things that are going on behind the scenes that you may not be aware of. So it may be that the doctor has to get on the phone with the insurance company to advocate for one patient, and that takes a little bit longer. Or there is an unforeseen incident with the patient that's in, in, the, in, in the office at the moment. So, for example, if you come in and your blood pressure is just way too high, I'm not going to say, oh, okay, we'll just put him in the room and I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> that is going to get my attention right then, and then there are going to have to be some decisions made as to what we do. So that will pull me away from my every 15-minute schedule that I'm trying to keep. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because things will happen. Um, you know, and then there's also the front desk stuff that happens where, you know, your insurance has to be verified and sometimes there are hiccups with that. Um, or, you know, if you you think you have insurance and your insurance doesn't or your insurance doesn't cover this visit and you didn't know that beforehand, mm -hmm. you know, there are all kinds of things that can make your visit way longer than you initially thought it was. So you definitely want to give yourself time, you know, Try to free up your schedule for that day as much as you possibly can. Uh, you know, so don't make a 12 o'clock appointment with your doctor and then you got a 1 o'clock appointment at your hairdressers because you're not going to make that 1 o'clock, I promise you. You just won't. <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never do that. But people will do that, you know, because this is their day off and they're trying to maximize all of the things that they have to do Right. in that day off. You know, I get that. You know, I completely understand that. But you know, you just kind of have to really, really be flexible because, and, you know, and it's paying it forward as well, too, because there may come a time where you need a little more time with the doctor. Mm -hmm. Well, see, and, and, and it will be there for you, you know? Well, Doc, I'm telling you, you do a great job with the way, the way you communicate to us, the way you communicate to your patients, and you're doing a great job because you always seem to be just, like, listening, trying to see what they need or what they everything. But y'all make sure y'all listen to, to 
to Dr. Hines on Thursdays. You're doing a great on job, On Thursdays Doc. at 11. We 11 will be there. I want your next show. I can't wait. She has a, 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 a friend of hers that's an amazing doctor. She says it's going to be on the show with her. She has a yes, guest okay. next week. I am so excited so we'll to have you. her. It's going to be a great topic, but I'm not going to spoil it. Doc, thank you so much. You have a great thank weekend. Thank you all. Thanks, all right. Doc. Have Let's a great week and have a happy 4th of July weekend. Be safe. You too. Social distance. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. All right, all right Doc. Take it easy. All righty. Take care. All right. Bye. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Dr. Sewell. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. All right, y'all. We're back and we have Dr. Sewell on the line. Doc, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you gentlemen doing today? Hello, doing hello. Great. Doing well. <laughs> that is that is good. That is good. So today I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, National Minority Mental Health Awareness okay. Month. Okay. So a lot of people don't know about that. And, and throughout the month, whether, <clears throat> you know, on my show or on your show, I may bring up some, some things that may be more uh, germane to um, minority communities. So when we talk about minority communities, naturally, and I, I'm speaking for myself, the first thing I do is fall to, okay, let's talk about the black community or African-American community. But, but when we talk about minorities, we're talking about, uh, several, we're talking about several groups, you know, not just African-Americans. We're talking about American Indians, Alaskan Natives, Appalachians, um, transgender, so women. We're talking about several groups, and, and some people may say, in today's time, because I hear a lot of this, well, why, why does it have to be a minority this? How come all of us can't be the same? The reality is we have one large culture, and then there are various subcultures. Okay. When you are a subculture, you may not be dealing with some of the same issues that the larger culture may be dealing with. Right. Um, it does not mean that you're less than. It does not mean that you have more problems. It means that some of your issues may be a little different due to culture and upbringing. Now, when I talk about these things or I say these things, please understand I'm speaking in general terms, okay? Because so if, if, if and when you go to a therapist, if you feel like you need to go to a therapist, remember that they should treat you as an individual first and foremost mm -hmm. before they see gender, orientation, race, ethnicity, first they should find out what's going on with you as an individual. Mm -hmm. And then they need to look at some other aspects. Now, one of the things about the National Minority Mental, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month that's very interesting is that it was established in 2008, but it was established in 2008 because, because of some work that was being done by an author by the name of B.B. Moore Campbell. Are you guys familiar with her? Not no, familiar. Never heard of. So she was an African American author. She was the mother of Maya Campbell. Do you guys know who that is? No. 
You know who she is. If you see Maya Campbell, put, pull it up, Edmund, because I know you're gonna pull it up. Pull it, pull up, uh, Maya Campbell. <laughs> Not Maya, was, are you speaking? My my uh, only one I know is Maya Campbell from um, LL Cool J's in the house. That is correct. Oh yeah, that, that was. Correct. I know who she is. That, wow, sorry, go ahead. that is her. That is her. <laughs> that is her mother, or that was her mother. Her mom died from cancer, I think, in 2006. Okay. So that was her mom. Her mom did a book called 72 Hour Hold. It's a really good book. And it's, it's semi autobiographical mm. because what it does is it talks about the journey that she had with her daughter not understanding that her daughter had bipolar disorder. Her, her daughter went from being this, you, you know, a person who's perceived as gorgeous, very intelligent, very personable, charismatic. She went from that to disappearing, being erratic. Um, You're speaking on Maya? Maya? Correct. Okay. Correct. Right. Yeah. Having manic episodes. So when you see these videos that are resurfacing, like she's on drugs, she's yeah. a crack addict. Remember, yeah. she has a, she has a disorder. She has bipolar disorder. Mm. I was so hurt when I saw that. Um, I think it was a few years back. They posted that yeah. online, and I happened to see that. And then uh, shortly thereafter, LO Cool J uh, sent out a message saying, if anybody noticed her, saw her, please get her in contact with him. Um Oh, mm -hmm. I remember that. I remember Beautiful that. girl. So she 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 has bipolar disorder. If you read the book, and again, it's semi autobiographical, so you have to pull out pieces that you think may be real, may not be real. But one of the things that that was true is that people in the family had an inability accepting it because they didn't recognize it. they didn't recognize the illness. They just felt like, hey, you know what? She needs to get herself together. That's it. Or she's you know she's just being a teenager. So in in saying these things, when we look at the minority community, there's a reason, particularly when we focus on African-Americans, but let's just look at the minority community in general. There are reasons a lot of times that we don't seek out assistance. So it's very, it's very important that you are aware of what's going on. And one of the reasons that this was established this particular month is so that we can bring more awareness to the minority communities about what mental health looks like and that it's okay to go and get some help. It's okay to ask for help. Okay. It's okay to say that something is not really wrong. I mean, something is actually wrong with me and I'm not feeling right or balanced. So we're looking at you have to deal with stigma in a lot of, in a lot of minority communities. You have to deal with it in the majority community as well, but let's, let's face it, the smaller the community, the easier it is to have a stigma placed upon. That's right. Inability, inability to recognize symptoms. And I talked about this, a lot. I've spoken about this periodically, about um, especially uh, people of, well, really African Americans. A lot of times we do not recognize what mental health illnesses look like because if we grew up with somebody like that in our family, they just told us, just leave them alone. You know, they're a little special. <laughs> they're a little touched. That's they're, a little so they're not quite right. Go give them their food and leave them alone. Right. Don't, Don't bother if, them. If, you're right. If they had an episode, the first thing the older people would say, they would look at you and say, what did you do? I told you not to go in there and talk to them. I told you. Just <laughs> like you did something food. wrong. Yep. And leave. Yep. That's it. So we don't recognize that. And, a lot, and, and then we don't research and understand it in the sense of we feel like, and sometimes we do. Right. We have to keep moving. And so we're saying to Arthur, I don't have time to have a breakdown. I'm doing, I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay because our perception of what sadness or what a mental health issue looks like is always very drastic or it's always uh, a one-trick pony. Is We don't understand that there are different ways that depression is manifested. Right. We don't understand that there are different ways that mental health symptomatology or anxiety, sometimes anxiety, 
the symptomatology of anxiety. We don't understand that there are different ways those things are manifested. What we believe is what we see on TV or when we're walking through the neighborhoods and we see certain people and we're like, no, I don't look like this. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a mental health issue. I don't have anything. So we don't recognize the symptoms. Here's the thing with the stigma. A lot of times the community is unaccepting of what's going on. Again, the smaller the community, a lot of times the more unaccepting the community is because they're used to a certain set of norms, values, and mores that are being presented. And if it's not being presented the way they think that makes them comfortable, then it's an issue. So you can even look in the transgender community for that. And even before people start, you know, before the transgender piece, I think, all, you know, I know Alvin and I are around the same age, you know, too, when, when you're looking at um, homosexuality or people who like the same gender, that was something that was never mentioned. Mm-hmm. It was never mentioned. And people didn't really want, everybody knew it. Like, if you went to church, you knew. You know, I think I was joking with <laughs> Alvin, and we had a guy that used to do the choir, and he said, that boy sure can dress. That was it. <laughs> oh, can play that piano. Like <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That is correct. Everybody knew, and they were respectful of it. Even sometimes they even they said, oh, that's his little friend right there. But nobody ever really talked about it. And it's hard for people to come out and talk about what's going on with them if they think they're going to be judged and they think they're going to miss that support that's being wrapped around them mm-hmm. when they are putting on a show or pretending to be something or someone that they really are not comfortable mm-hmm. being. Um In addition to that, we have increased risk factors because, as I mentioned the other day, if you have any type of isms that are going on with you, that's problematic because here, again, sometimes you have to show two faces. Uh, I think Paul Lawrence Dunbar did a poem called We Wear the Mask, and he talked about how we are, as a people of color, when we're dealing with the majority community and how we are when we come back to our own community. Here's the problem. Sometimes we come back to our own community, we are still facing the question of who are we really, because we may be trying to better ourselves in certain um, in, in certain respects, and then we're going back to a neighborhood where the folks telling us, you ain't no better than me, and they're trying to prove it to you. Yep. So you have a lot of things to deal with. Limited access to health care. No insurance. These are things that when you are a minority in in a majority society these are things that you have to deal with what i am the only thing i'm saying to you today is that these are reasons why this month was created or established because it is very very imperative that we kind of get the word out like hey we have we do have mental health issues i do need to recognize what some of those what some of those symptoms are you can go to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. It talks about that. You can go to the Office of Minority Health. It has different events and different uh, links that you can log on to that talks about not just mental health, but talks about my health, um, health mm-hmm. in the minority community. That is, that, those things are very important. And just so you guys understand, because the other thing, I'm sorry, the other thing I left out is this. We don't do trials, and most of the time we don't know about trials. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the medical trials and things of that nature. So as a result, what happens is when medication, whether it's psychotropic medication, medication for mental health, or whether it's medication for something that's going on physically, a lot of times it does not agree with our makeup. Mm. You know why? Because we, have, we are not the ones that they're testing it on. Or we don't want to be a part of the trial. Or we don't want to be a part. Absolutely (laughs) correct. Or we do not want to be 
a part of that trial. Mm-hmm. And, and in case you didn't know, the fastest rising population from 2001 to 2017 in terms of, of suicidal attempts and or completions, you know, the fastest rising behavior for that, uh, the fastest rising, I'm sorry, demographic for that particular behavior, mm-hmm. for that action, young, young black male. Wow. It's increased by 60%. And here's what the, between 2001 and 2017, and here's what the researchers are saying. Before you tell we don't the know research. where it's coming from, and we don't know what to do because this is the first time in history this has happened. Mm. This is the first time in history. So we have always focused our energy and time on individuals who were Caucasian or, or were white. Because we don't, this is, a, and so we don't know we don't know where to look. So these, it is very imperative that we recognize these symptoms because we are dealing with these things. We're getting further and further away from understanding what healthy coping strategies are because we want things immediately. We feel like we can have, oh, I'm dealing with some anxiety. Okay, that's fine. You know, give me my five steps I need to do. Let me do some deep breathing, meditation, (laughs) prayer, and then let me go jogging two miles. Doc. Let me let them let them do the little station break thing, and then we're going okay. to wrap it up. All right. Yes, sir. All right. You're tuned into WWE Peakville AM eleven hundred. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. All right, we're back. All right, so to, so to wrap it up, this is a national, uh, national mental health, uh, I'm sorry, National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, what I would recommend you do is if you, kind of, if you don't know some of the things that are going on with you, go to NAMI. I mentioned that the National Alliance on Mental Illness, they have chapters all over. Um, the United States would go online and see what information they have, even if it's just recognizing symptoms. Um, but also what they, you know, look at some of the statistics on minorities. Go to the Mental Health of America uh, website as well. They have some stats. They have information. They have links talking about things that may be going on um, right. with individuals. Uh, in addition to that, you know, I always tell you go to Psychology Today if you're looking for a, a therapist um, or or. If you're looking for a therapist or you're looking for some type of treatment, and I, I would encourage you to reach out to somebody that you that you know is supportive of you and somebody that can link you either with someone or that can talk to you and say, hey, you know, maybe this is something situational that's going on, and maybe there's some other things we need to work on. And it's not always just stress. Uh, I know Alvin and I were talking about this. We talk about this a lot of times, too. Sometimes it's malnutrition, which, again, is going to be... Uh, a lot of times, minority communities are at increased risk mm-hmm. for that as well. Well, Doc, I'm so glad you talk about this. A lot of times, black people, uh, for specifically us, do not like to talk about uh, mental, mental health, health yeah, at all. Exactly. And I appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much. You have a safe weekend. All right, you guys do the same. Thanks, we'll Doc. Be talking to you. Hey, wait, wait, wait! Don't you have a show coming up? I do not this week. I'm I'm being nice for for the month of July, but I will I will have a few shows coming up. I'm going to talk about just so just keep your eye just keep your eyes and ears out. I'm going to talk about when the um, oppressed becomes the oppressor, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about 
uh, anger and how you can either use that as, as to your advantage or to a disadvantage. So uh, which show is Donna going to be doing and which one is Dr. Sue going to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. <laughs> when I talk about the, when I talk about the oppressed versus the oppressor, that that will be Donna, because what a lot of, of, of minorities and, and people who have been held down for a while, what they don't realize mm-hmm. is the same behaviors that they don't like in their oppressor. They're the same behaviors that they seem to pick up when they feel like they have the upper hand. And I see that with all minorities. Well, Doc, we're going to listen to that one. We're going to have to, you got to give us a little, you know what, when you, when your show air, I'm going to have to play a little snippet of, on the show. So y'all, let me let y'all listen to what Donna said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Doc. Thank you for All that right, great information and addressing that. <laughs> have a good one. Have a good one. Be safe. Be blessed. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Seward talking about something that's needed to be talked about in the African-American community. Yes. So much. Yes, definitely. Because there's always that one. We, we, we had one in our family. We'd be like, that, uh, that was like, um, you know there was some extra extra sauce, mm-hmm. put it like that. Just as far as the mental stability of of, of a person, you know. And I, I like the fact that she brought it up because uh, first of all, I wasn't aware that this is you know mental health and month. Mon- yeah, I know, right? Being recognized, and then also, like you say, that's something in our culture that we really don't um, address, you nope. know. And we use you know words like crazy mm-hmm. or stuff like that. I don't pay old Joe no attention. That he kind of stuff. Like yeah, that. but what do you do if you aren't able to provide the proper care that they need? Right. You know, you have to think about that as well. And then also, um, you know, you see that a lot here in, in Atlanta, yeah. you know, homelessness. And um, the question arises is like, you know, how or what causes, you know, a lot of times people to be homeless. And it was brought to <clears> my <throat> attention that a lot of the people, not all of them, but a lot of them um, do have mental, mm-hmm. serious mental conditions. And um, it's just something that, you know, we definitely have to be more aware of and, and try to do something about you know where we can as a people as a culture as a city as a all of that nation know, nation city the whole world <clears throat> let me tell y'all what I saw today what you speaking of homeless no I was getting coming to the car okay and there was a homeless guy sitting on the street he was by my car there was another young man approaching we were about to pass each other coming he was coming toward me he got to the homeless gentleman before I did and he said he said something to the guy, didn't know what it was. And the guy said, no, man. And he walked away, didn't leave the brother no money or nothing. So as I approached and got close to the car, he said, man, that guy is tripping. He crazy. So um, this is the homeless man calling the guy <laughs> crazy. So, you know, I said, okay, what happened? He said, yeah. uh, he asked me if I wanted $20. If, I get, if, he gave, if, I gave, if he gave me $20, I would give him my social security number. I said, wait a minute. He said, yes. He offered, he said, you heard me right. He asked, he offered me $20 for my social security number. Wow. He said it happens a lot on the street. He said, brother, let me tell you, I've been out here for a little while. He said they come ask, ask, ask the homeless people for their social security number. They open up bank accounts in their name. They run, get credit cards in their name because they're homeless. They're on the street. So they ain't got no really no no credit. Mm-hmm. And they just take advantage of the homeless people. And, they, and he said, and he said, uh, they talk about Black Lives Matter. He said, live on the street and you'll see how many blacks that w- what we doing each other. He said, live on the streets for a little while. I was done. He gave you something to think about? Yeah, I gave him some money, but I mean, still. No, I said, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you paid him for I, his, I, I, his I, I conversation. Said, hey, let me yeah. go and give right. you something for that yeah. right there. He's yeah. like, brother, he said, you all right. He said, but, uh, and it's really nothing you could do about it. He said, because I'm sure <clears throat> if you had heard, you seemed like you would have said something to him. I said, probably would have asked him why was he doing it. He said, but it ain't worth you wasting your life. He said, because it's a gang them that does this a lot. He said, well-dressed brother. He was a well-dressed brother. Like, mm-hmm. 
just dressed nice and came up to him, asked him to give him $20 for his Social Security number. He said, I know a lot of people out here on these streets right now that have given up their Social Security number and they got a whole bunch of stuff in their name and they on the street don't know nothing about it. And when they do get themselves on their feet, they got all this stuff on their credit and don't know nothing about it. Or the police looking for them for a warrant, bank accounts that's been opened up in their name and everything. Well, it's, hard, it's hard gonna be hard to prove different than right. that. Yeah. How do how how do how do a how do a uh black man do another black man like this that's on on the, now that's that's kicking a man while he's down. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. All right, y'all. So we got some great music we're gonna play here in a minute. Edmund took him like an hour to write up his little music. No, just a little bit. Just a little yeah, bit. so uh <laughs> we're gonna kick this off and uh so uh we're gonna start out with my song and this is Alvin. And Edmund. On the old fashioned health show. Here go my first song. Right, y'all. That was my song. You know what that was? Why you were crunching on that uh, granola bar? Granola bar, yeah. Um, that was the emotions, right? Best of my love. Look, y'all. Y'all would have to be here. See, it's a good thing they're not um, filming. The, the cameras are not rolling like we normally do on Friday. Mm-hmm. People can watch us. When we in being here trying to eat and snack and talk <laughs> between commercial breaks, between really quick commercial break and, and somebody talking, and then Edmund being here trying to crack the little jokes and <laughs> and we crunching on granola bar. <laughs> So what song you got, man? 
Do you I remember the emotions? I re- I, yeah, I um, remember seeing them on like, you know, late at night. But you remember the songs, right? Yeah. Mm. I, I, hold on now. I know old school. I'm just asking. Now. What kind yeah. of dancing were you doing on that one? On that one? Yeah. No kind. I, I, what you mean? To that? Yeah. That was the motion. That was the... So you don't dance? You ain't dancing? No, that, that was before I could dance. I mean, you didn't heard it since you've been able to dance. Oh, yeah. That, that's one of them kind I just listened to. I mean, it was, nod my head. It doesn't really get me up like that. Like, that's not one of my hype turn up songs. Yeah, sure. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. But it's not one of my, my turn up songs. I, I, let me let me prove prove why I asked you that. Okay. What? Um, old school. Could you tell us? Did you dance to that song at all ever? Yes. Always. Okay. No, all right. you, what'd you, uh, what kind of dance? And he's you a do lot younger it? than you. What you mean? Well, uh, man, you could just grab a girl, you know, just at some cookout or something. You did a two step. Two step. Ah. Right. He, see, me he don't know a song. He, no, I didn't say I didn't know the song. I said I know the song. I said it's not one of my hype songs. Like this, you can't on, dance to that. I did not say that. I said I don't. I don't necessarily dance to that one. I nod my head. There's certain songs that give me my head nod. <laughs> certain songs that give me you my. See how two Jerry got the song. flavor behind the song. That's Jerry's And he's flavor. like 20 years younger than both of us. It doesn't matter. What's man play his song? What that song mean? works for him. Sure. You got to play something else for me. Okay, let's my, see what you got. Let, okay, let's this may not be one of them. Let's see what he's gonna play. Do you have any rhythm? Do do I? Play his song, man. Introduce myself, but my name is Jimmy B, and I'm 
Okay, that was pretty good. That was a rollering. That was a roller skating song. That was Jam on it by Nucleus. That's what it was. Did you get hyped? Did the people out there get hyped? Uh, I mean, did, this, did, did old school get hyped? Did everybody turn up in here? He's just trying to see what Macaro Boy said. I need Macaro Boy Boy. That's what I'm talking about. So see, you, did there's you a dance certain off element of, of yeah, I did. And the certain what you do, break down? I sure tried. <laughs> now I wasn't as good with the whole breakdance thing, but the look I had that together. I had what my little breaking T-shirt, you didn't little, get on the my, little, my little hat, the little chain, the whole nine. No, I just couldn't. I guess because I was get like tall and lanky, it was hard for me to spin around. But my cousin Derek was good at. It. He would get out there and do the little little um, thing to it. Yeah, he yeah, like he got some rhythm. I do, man. Trying to tell you, got some okay. good sounds too, because right. everybody in the studio was 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 turned up on that. I mean, one. it was a little it was a little moment. I mean, it gave, it, gave, it gave a different kind of energy. I should I'm rethinking some of my music, but let's go and see what I got next, man. You're making me want to watch Breaking this weekend. Well, let's see what you're going to list after this. Uh, <laughs> I don't listen. know what I got. Nah, this I don't, don't either. Let's see. Let's see like, what you got. I don't feel like I got a good chance. Like Opal say, ain't no telling. <laughs> You know what, my engineer be hating on me, you know what I'm saying? I, mean, me, I just want to describe something to y'all for a minute. I just want to describe something to y'all for a minute. We're listening. So, I am about Dr. Hugh. And then, then there's Atman and our engineer, and they have a much, much, much lighter hue. So, I don't get some of the love and the favor sometimes. I think, I, that's a, I think that's that's not uh, that, a that's true, true statement. Yes, that's, that's it. Is that how you feel? 
that's kind of how I get treated. I mean, like, when is I come. That, is that how you feel? So let me ask you what happened the other day. I came to the studio, <laughs> and then engineer came, and you got some water? You need this? You need that? And I was in there looking like I'm just about to die. He's like, really? You just knew, it was hot outside. I wrote you ain't, you ain't I people. think that's the issue you need to address with your engineer. I and, think you put me over there. It, it, and then today, now that was what he did yesterday. Then today, Evan brings these nice herbal products for us to, you know, to keep us healthy. Well, I walked in with Evan. I didn't get my bag. I got here in the engineer. DJ 90, his stuff all laid out and everything. I'm like, <laughs> didn't I just walk in here with you? Why why I gotta get mine last? Now, I know most people would think that's racial profile. You know, it's racial biases. You know what I'm saying? That's what I feel. I think that we need to... Uh, I don't uh, need no counseling. Uh, I know what that is. Can I talk, call oh, Dr. Soul oh, back? Yeah, I think man. it's a, me- a mental issue I've been knowing this has been going on for a while. It's Seriously, this light, you, dark I, thing. Because every time... I'm I don't like, know where you're getting that from. I really don't. But uh, we might need to address a few issues here. So I'll get uh, Dr. Soul's number and have her to give you a call. <laughs> and we could... You know, I bet she would agree with things. me. It's just... I, I think it's it an innate seriously. thing that you light-skinned people go through. I think that's what it's it is. It's a what? An eight thing that you are. It's, it's, that? It's, in, it's in your blood. What is? How y'all just like Who do is stuff y'all? each other. You, you and that man <laughs> with the light-skinned brother. <laughs> no. All right, y'all. I think, I think you got some issues right now. It must be this juice. <laughs> you on something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. This is my next song. That was, that was, that was. That was my song, right? That was your song. All right, what you got? We definitely need... Okay, we got to call them... Okay, see, old school, we got to call them back. See, yeah, he didn't yeah. realize that was his song. We care about him, man. Yeah, we, we care we, about him. Come on, man. Let's play the next song. <laughs> Just remember... The doors to my heart will always be open. Tears. I'm trying to play it on the instrument. Yeah, who was that? That was Four MDs. Love is a house, and you got the key. <laughs> oh my god! 
Y'all don't know nothing about that, man. They do not have good genetically modified music. I mean, uh, organic music in, anymore. Everything is genetically modified. Let me ask y'all, did y'all see the BET Awards? Uh, yeah, I actually recorded it. I wasn't able to catch it. It and, is uh, good. Is it? Okay. All right, you I know started what? watching it, but I had to It's really good. The way they put it together, it was really, it was really, it was the best. Okay. I, it was, this it was, this it was one of the better ones. You should. Okay. All right. It really well, I'm, I'm going to check it out. And check I'm it out. Take Everybody was saying Everybody now. been saying that, though. Because my fave so far has been the one, I think, where Will and Jada hosted. The one where- Oh, you want to um, talk about that, too? Where uh, I just got that word coming in here, but no, that's not my place. We'll let Wendy Williams do that. Um, oh, but we're gonna bring it up though. <laughs> then we'll let Wendy take. <laughs> and the one where uh, Monique hosted, I thought yeah, that, that was that was thought, that was really good. However, she killed it when she came out there and did the whole Beyonce layout. Yeah, that, was, that, that, was that was really sickening. good. That was so. good. However, this one they did. I'm gonna tell you why you're gonna appreciate this one. What's that? The reason why you appreciate this one is because every um, singer, actor, performer create their own world at home or wherever they decide to do. So instead of them being on stage mm -hmm. to do their thing, every performer created their own look, their own feel. It was so good. Right, it really was. Because you got a chance to see uh, what type of image or kind of background, what type of uh, theme they were going to give you. And okay. the things were amazing. All of them had the uh, Black Lives Matter for the most part thing was great. Okay, Jennifer Hudson killed it. Absolutely killed it. She did a great job. All everybody did a really good job. I gotta job. definitely check it out. Yeah, yep. little baby too. Little baby did good. Yep, little baby did his thing. Yep, yep. You saw it was good. It was really good. Everybody right. had their own thing that they did. Okay. Y'all see what I'm talking about? I've been saying it was good, it was good. Old school said, "Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to see it now. Man, go play what? my uh, -uh <laughs> play my song, man. Dude, you got some mental play play my song, man. Just like dark. It threw me when he when he said little baby because that's one of my turn up. I said Jeff Hudson. You ain't hear that. What? Man, play my music. <laughs> play my music. <laughs>
Missy, what do I call it? That was it? a good one right there. Wasn't it good? Yeah. It was. It was a good one. Nancy good. Wilson. Nancy Wilson, everybody. Hey, listen. So what does that associate with you in regards to you? you She's a classical type. She's just a real classic. You know, you know she, reminds, she reminds me of Diane Carroll. Okay. Because they're in that same era. Just a classy, classy lady, you know. They don't have to, you know, just, just give you her talent as opposed to giving you, I got to dress any kind of way other than just let me let you hear these vocals and she's beautiful yeah definitely, definitely. yeah so that's what I like about that visually when I, when I heard the song what it took me to was like the days of the Cosby show mm-hmm. and just that element like you said that classiness it was just you know what Felicia Rashad mm-hmm. and, and those those characters know, on that right? show gave you it was just something that was like a whole nother world and dimension than mm-hmm. now yeah know? it's 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 a, it's a little little different uh, now and um, so Donna said I finally picked something good. <laughs> which means everything you pick is always good. It's just what I picked. I finally picked something good. We're good. I mean, I'm finding me some new fans. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. You got to win on that. So you, you went to commercial break with all that craziness, all that nonsense. I am going you, to you, solicit you got your... a new fan base of people. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to bring you a ribbon in next week with your name on it. Oh, uh, a, a rhythm in the sky. Who sing that? Um, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. That'd be, that'd be good right there, huh? Yeah. I know, right? Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Hey, listen, y'all. We won't be with you all tomorrow. We ask y'all to please be safe out there. Uh, take care of yourself. Wear your mask. Please wear your mask, especially when you're in these closed damn places. And just and just kind of you know, if you can, you don't have to go out nowhere like that. Just stay at home. Just you know, you know, people ain't trying to hear that. Stay at home and do what? Find something to do. What you now, gonna be doing? Work. You know what I'm gonna be doing? Painting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got work. We got plenty of work to do. But I'm trying to figure out, man, why people don't understand that it's not just themselves that they're affecting. They're affecting other people. other people. Yeah. You know, they're just taking it for granted that um, I don't know what they just. I guess people aren't looking at it from that aspect. And I'm going to say this. Even just <clears throat> when I'm in the car now mm. and say, for instance, I have my headset on and I'm talking on the phone or whatever mm. and I don't have my mask on. And I realize that, you know, we well, not we. I speak for myself. Mm tend to spit a whole lot more than we're aware of, uh, than I'm aware of. What are you talking about when, you, oh, when people driving? Just, no, n- not when you're driving. I'm saying when you're talking. Okay. I think a lot of times people are unaware, you know, how much you Why are you actually... telling me that? Oh, he's telling us we need to wrap it up. I'm talking about the situation. Well, you probably that? ain't got to wrap it up. You can talk about what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I ain't messing with you today. Hey, hey everybody out there, y'all have a great weekend. <laughs> Stay safe. Be blessed. Um, See all that good stuff. We'll talk to y'all next week. And this is Edmund. See you later. Thanks for stopping by Old Fashioned Health with your host, Alvin. We hope this show has been informative and entertaining. And more importantly, we hope that we led you in the right direction to have good health inside and out. For more information on Old Fashioned Health, please visit our website at oldfashionedhealth.com. And be sure to join Alvin every Friday, 3 p.m. for Old Fashioned Health right here on 1100 a.m. Take care.